0: Hello, everyone. Welcome to Philosophy 105. I'm your professor, Sean Roy. Um, and thank you so much for joining me. Psych, this is the third episode of the Four Spacers podcast. I am your host, Christy Bobby, and I am joined as usual by my boy, Aaron Joseph. Aaron Joseph, say what's good to the peoples of the lands.
1: What is good, people of the
0: lands? And I am joined by my other boy, Mr. Itali, Mr. Mr. Ferrari himself, uh, Stephen Boyle. Stephen Boyle, please say grazie for to buongiorno to the audience. Grazie, grazie. Si, see, si. See. Um, and, you know, today, you know, we got a lot to talk about. Uh, <clears throat> so we all, as we all know, uh, 6 p.m. of last Monday brought us a flurry of free agency signings. Uh, one of which was majorly highlighted by the very quick acquisition of Mr. Lonzo Ball himself from the New Orleans Pelicans, And a, it is a deal that is currently under review by the NBA for tampering. And, uh, gentlemen, how do we feel about this?
2: Well, I think Lonzo with the Bulls was just a match made in heaven that has wait, been waiting to happen for like the past two years now. Uh, Lonzo going to the Bulls is something that they've really needed. This point is pure point guard play, playmaking defense, something that they've needed next to Zach Levine for a long time. And I think that this will definitely help them improve their uh, spot in the standings and further their playoff positioning this year. And I also like their other acquisition of Alex Crusoe for the full MLE off the bench. I think that's going to bring a jolt of defense in off the bench as well. And I think him and Kobe White can play next to kind uh, of complement each other really well there.
1: Yeah, the Bulls just surprised me a lot. Like we we knew that Lonzo was going to be with them from you know just a few, just at least a few days before free agency. We knew that was coming, but it happening two seconds right before or right after free agency started was you know kind of sus. So that's why that's under review. It's not really surprised to
2: that. A plus effort by that agent. Oh yeah. Getting a deal done in two seconds, it's just like that—a snap of a finger. You're the done. You're on team the team. west.
1: You're on the team, and yeah, just all they made great. They made great acquisitions this summer so far. It's not even finished yet, but with the money they had, they definitely made it count. They got Caruso, which pains me to see in a Bulls jersey, but I hope I wish him the best. And Demar Derozan, that was a surprise too. I, I didn't I didn't think that he would end up in Chicago. I thought he would, you know, end up on a immediate contender somewhere, wherever that may be. I'm I'm just shocked that he was he ended up in Chicago, and that'll be interesting to see with you know Levine and uh, Levine and so and they have Vucevic mm-hmm. also. Seeing that like that is they made a they made a big splash. For not just like on one player, but that they have like an overall team, solid base to build around. So, it, I think on top of my head, they're the winners of free agency so far. Yeah,
2: they're definitely one of them. The Bulls definitely showed how the sign and trade has really impacted teams throughout the last few summers in free agency. The Bulls went into the offseason with only like 20 million in cap space, but they ended up signing Lonzo to like an 80 million dollar deal over four years. They got DeRozan for like eighty-five over three years, and then Crusoe for the full NLE. So they created all that cap by signing, trading Saturansky, Temple, and uh, Thad Young and Aminu. And uh, Levine's due for his extension too, as well. So Mm -hmm. most likely next year, I would assume. Yeah, so
0: that's going to be very interesting.
2: Uh, Uh, Yeah, like I definitely think that the Bulls got better, and they're most likely going to be a playoff team. But I I don't know. I just I feel like. They gave up way too much draft compensation through the Vucevic and DeRozan trades to yeah. compensate for like the talent that they have. Because although they are going to be make the playoffs most likely, and that's gonna, I am going to feel happy for Bulls fans because they haven't seen that since the Rose Butler, Noah days, or actually they had that one year with uh, Rondo, Wade, and Butler. Yes, sir.
0: Don't disrespect the three alpha team.
2: But anyway, um, yeah, I don't know. Like they're going to make the playoffs definitely, but at what cost? It seems like they're not going to beat the Bucs or the Nets or the Sixers most likely.
1: Yeah, that's, that's, no, that's definitely but, true. Right? I mean, I guess it's a it's a good foundation because the team is still kind of relatively young, so still have that.
2: Hmm.
0: Yeah. Um. Don't forget too. Um. We got to see the step that Patrick Williams takes this off season.
2: Uh, last season. Uh, I feel like they he's yeah. gonna have to he's gonna be a, a a really big part of their team as like a defensive anchor, I guess because. Vucevic hasn't really been the best, a positive defender throughout his career. Yeah. And DeRozan ha, is definitely not a positive defender either. So they're going to need a lot. They're going to be asking a lot from Patrick Williams in that fourth spot. Yeah, that especially, is true. Especially For in sure. a second year, it might be a, a, a little bit too much to ask of them.
0: Exactly. It's, if it's, if the defense is going to fall on the shoulders of Lonzo and, and Patrick Williams and the starting unit, that's going to be
2: uh, uh, very interesting to watch. Yeah, um, and, letting, and letting go of Fab Young is definitely not going to help with that either.
0: Yeah, facts. Exactly. So... Uh, yeah, that's a whole uh, very interesting situation over there in Chicago. Uh, again, like what Steve said, you know, the, B- the Bulls fans hasn't, haven't seen, you know, I guess like postseason success or postseason run since that 2017 uh, D-Rose, I mean, D-Wade, D- Rondo and Butler team. So uh, yeah, this is going to be very interesting. Uh, you know, guard packs is probably one of the worst front office managements ever of all time, but
2: it's this- crazy that Bulls fans rejoice once they were fired. <laughs> yeah right. <laughs> I yeah.
0: think yeah, I think everyone know like everyone around the league knew like you know who the problem was, but um, yeah. So yeah, those. So the Bulls are definitely a huge huge headliner, and uh, I guess up next we can talk about Aaron's team. Okay, Aaron, we get it. Okay, you're excited. No one cares. Okay, very so, uh, excited. Acquit, le, uh, le, le wash, whatever you want to call him. You know he le called a Bulls le GM. You know he got everyone that he wanted. Call <laughs> And and we all, we also – we covered a little bit of the Russell Westman trade last week, um, mm-hmm. but
2: yeah. – we didn't, we didn't really have much context behind it because there's only four players in the roster.
1: Yeah, right now
2: exactly. we yeah. have
1: 12 players in the roster. Something three, like that. Three spots left. So, yeah.
2: What is it, well, nine
0: of which were on one-year deals?
2: Yeah. all. Uh, most I think everybody of was, was a means. one-year deal except Kendrick Nunn.
1: Oh really? Yeah. Oh yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah. Because he, right. he was the mid level. He yeah. Well, I guess I'll get started on that. So, man, well, uh, well, we knew they had to sign at least, you know, like ten players in free mm-hmm. agency. Literally, everyone was gone from last year except LeBron, AD, and, and THT. So that's, that's gonna be really different to watch. But, uh, it. it if I had to put a grade on this so far, it's not done yet, and you really can't, you know, can't really accurately grade it because they haven't played it prac, they haven't even practiced yet together. So, I mean, I so far I'd give it a B. It's not, it is not awful by any means. It's, I'm, I'm very happy with the signings we made so far. The only, the only uh, signing that I am iffy about is Kent Bazemore because we could have kept Alice Caruso and that's with that spot we could have. I don't know why that we got rid of Caruso. We could have paid him the money. Just we would have been over the luxury just a tiny bit. But with him, I definitely think it's worth it. He's a fan favorite. He brings so much energy to this, this team or he brought, which is kind of sad, but uh, you know, when I saw that, it really, really broke my heart, really heartbreaking to see him go. But you know, he earned his money, so I hope he flourishes around the league and make more, be successful. He got his ring, so that's good. But, you know, with all these signings, like you know, Wayne Ellington, and Malik Monk, and there's then you have Carmelo and Ariza. Like, these guys are veterans. They bring, they bring shooting to the team, which is obviously what this big – Much, much needed. – biggest concern. Yeah, the biggest concern for this team. The only concern for this team I see now is – like the wing defending can is iffy to me right now. I feel like when the buyout market comes, then at that point, I could definitely see us shopping for someone, whoever is on the market at that point. I'm sure there will be that one name, hopefully not an Andre Drummond type of player, but someone who could, you know, you be useful. Later. Uh, I, <laughs> if someone who will be useful, we'll see what happens. You know, maybe Kevin Love. We'll see what happens with him at this mm-hmm because I, I don't know how he survived this long with the Cavs. I, I don't, I'm surprised he's still on the team. Well, he's on, he's again, in a great organization. Can, uh, he knows what he's
0: doing and what he brings
1: to Cleveland and how everyone loves him in Cleveland. Thank you so much. Uh, we can talk about that later. But And, you know, having Kendrick Nunn, that was, that was a surprise. I thought we were going to use the MLE under Rosen, but we ended up using it on Kendrick Nunn, who I completely forgot was a free agent. So that is... For his for that type of money, that is really good. It's a it's a really friend, team friendly contract. So I'm just really excited to watch this team. I, I'm gonna be I'm gonna keep babbling if I don't someone doesn't take this time away from me. So I'm just excited to watch this team. It it we
2: start in literally like a month's time, it's the preseason and I just can't wait. I think they definitely did a pretty good job, um, considering the resources that they had to use in constructing a roster. Uh, they really couldn't do much other than sign guys, the minimum deals. They brought back THT for like three years, 30-something million, which... 32, yeah. Mm-hmm, which I think is a pretty solid deal for him, uh, whether that be to have him play off the bench or to use him as a trade piece at the, at the deadline. So he's pretty much their only tradable contract they have right now. Um, other than that, I'd, the the guys that they picked up can play pretty well next to... like. Guys like Westbrook and LeBron, Ariza and Nello are pretty good uh, corner three point shooters. Kendrick Nunn's going to be, a, I guess, you can, he can he could serve as like a spark plug off the bench. He averaged like 14 last year on solid efficiency. Uh, Dwight, he'll he'll just have the same role he had when he was with L.A. two years ago. But the only thing is, I don't know if I trust any of these guys to close playoff games. Like Ariza was solid with Miami last year, but he's not himself anymore. He's 36 besides so expected, of course. Uh, Mello, you he'll have his good games, he'll have his bad games. I definitely don't want him closing games for me though. So I don't know, just thinking about what this Lakers team closing lineup would be is uh, something to think about, but I guess we'll see how that unfolds when the season starts.
0: Yeah, that's a great point. Um, uh, <clears throat> closing lineup is a very in- important thing to talk about, but a lot of but the main thing that we're debating about right now is who the Lakers are going to start. Um, True. You know, you got possibilities of starting, you know, Dwight at the five or sliding AD over to the five for maximum space. I've seen some some uh, Instagram pages say that they should start Melo at the four um, and, you know, play next to AD at the five and then um, and then Wayne Ellington at the two. They have so many options here. No one, no. I mean, can really tell. Well, I mean, Aaron, what do you think? What do you think they're going to do? Because you're, you know, the Lakers expert over
1: here. Uh, what I think they should do is keep AD at the four and start Mark at the five <clears throat> because they did that last year. They started him at the five, but you know he didn't he didn't play that many minutes. They just started him.
2: Well, but, I don't know if you remember, Aaron, but uh you were pretty upset with that because you didn't like Marcus at the beginning of the year.
1: Yeah, oh, I was you Mickey Mouse. You man. know, and then we had Andre Drummond, and I started to appreciate Marcus all more. Mm-hmm. Which, by the way, thank you, Steve, for the trade of Dwight and. Andrew Drummond, Christmas came early to me. Uh, I am very glad that happened because I wanted—I oh, never wanted Dwight to leave. I don't think he wanted to leave either. I just don't know why it happened, but uh, I'm glad he's back. So the lineup, obviously, you're gonna have Russ, and then the two—that's the, probably the most like debated position. I feel I like think, you gotta
2: start Ellington just for the spacing.
1: Yeah, Ham or him or Malik Monk. I—I uh, I was thinking. I was uh, I was thinking that they would start Malik Monk because, you know, he's just younger and has, you know, some kind of like athleticism, more athleticism. I mean, we don't need athleticism, our starting five, and we already have like the one of the top three most eclectic dudes. Like the three of the most eclectic dudes in the league. So I mean Malik Monk's a good fit. He's a shooter, and then you know, LeBron A D and that the five you have Mark depending on, you know, let's see what happens later in the year like the buyout market and everything but for now opening night which is definitely gonna be insane i can't wait for that but i think mark's gonna start at the five i don't i don't think he would get too many minutes i think 80 would play the
2: five most of the game
1: but to start i think it'd be mark
2: uh, i also think mark's probably gonna end up starting
1: Marcos, shout uh, out,
0: GQ, Mark, let's go. (laughs) And Aaron, I think I found it funny that you said that uh, top three athletic player of all time. And I don't think Dean Wade is on the Lakers, but, um, Mm, but (laughs) I missed out on that one. Yeah. Facts. Um, but yeah, so again, they were one of the busiest teams um, in the offseason thus far. Uh, apparently they, they were one of the teams to offer uh, a deal to Kelly Ubray Jr. Who, um. Recently accepted a deal to the Charlotte Hornets, which I wanted to talk about real quick, just because mm-hmm. um, the Hornets last year. We all know um, after the emergence of rookie La- Lamelo Ball, uh, you know they made that late season or late season push. You know they made that um, uh, the playing tournament, and they lost to the Pacers, I believe.
2: Right? Yeah, they lost to the Pacers. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Um,
0: so. Yeah, they had a very productive offseason thus far. You know, they got a they had a pretty nice draft. Uh like I just said, they had they just acquired, you know, Kelly Ubre Jr. Um, they also got um Plumlee from the Pistons. Uh so I mean, yeah, with all these additions, I'm not really sure this is what, you know, takes them above the hump and puts them into that solidified playoff tier. Uh, you know, I mean, like I said, I like the additions that they had or they have And I mean, obviously for you to see, it's still not done yet, but I, I, I just don't really see him. I don't, I don't see them being elevated up a tier. Uh, I mean, I Uh, can see them being
2: like the same level as last year, but also you got to remember that, uh, last season before the Gordon Hayward and LaMelo injuries, they were like battling out for the fourth and fifth seed with like the Knicks and Hawks in that range. Yeah. And after those injuries, they dropped down to eighth, ninth seed.
0: Yeah, that is, that is true. Yeah. Um, yeah, but yeah, you're right. It's gonna be interesting. But I mean you also gotta do remember that, you know, the the Hawks and the the Knicks did get, I guess, better this off season. So yeah, that is something to watch.
1: Well, I mean, their team is their team is young, so there is they they still have that.
0: Oh, they got plenty of time. And they just waved yeah. uh what's his face? Uh Cody Martin. Cody's
2: brother, Caleb.
0: Caleb, yeah, my bad. They, yeah, they waved Caleb Martin. So uh yeah, the Hornets. Um, we're sort of busy recently. And like I said, I mean, I just caught Want to talk about real quick just because I didn't really see them get covered too much, but I mean, I, I don't think they're, like I said, not, I don't think they're going to take that leap, but I mean, it's right. interesting
2: that they're well, turning the right direction for sure. The East definitely got a lot better with all of those fringe playoff teams. They all mm-hmm. made some acquisitions to help them solidify themselves to stay in those positions and not make any drop off. Yeah. I think true. that the additions the Hornets made were like minor upgrades yeah. But I but nonetheless I think they're gonna be around the same spot as last year. Yeah. But regardless where they finish, I'm gonna really enjoy watching that team. That team's gonna be so fun to watch. That is true. yeah. You, sure. got, you got well, Lamelo in general is just a, such a fun player to watch at such a young age. Yeah. And the, the combination of him throwing lobs to like Miles Bridges and you got Calyubre running the floor with them now too. That's gonna to be mm-hmm. really fun. Yeah. And then uh they drafted Kai Jones, a lob lob threat big. He never really had that last year, so that's gonna be cool to have. To see with him, uh, I think Mason Plumley brings more uh, ball hand. Well, not ball handling. He's not going to have the ball, but he's a uh, he's a good passer for a big. So yeah, he could definitely initiate. Yeah, there's, there's going to be more ball movement in that lineup. Yeah. I think I think their offense is going to be so fun to watch. Yeah, definitely.
0: And uh, they got to bring B- Biznak Biombo out for you know some productive
2: minutes. I don't. I don't think he's been signed yet. So or reliably, maybe they'll bring him back. <laughs> oh, he's a free agent. I didn't know that. Okay. I don't. I don't, I don't think he's been signed yet. Cody Zeller got picked up by, the, by uh, Portland.
1: Oh yeah, which is oh. a great addition, by the way. How many years has Biombo been in the league? A long time. Like oh, for as long as I, I could 12. remember, over ten. He was drafted yeah. in 2011. Yeah, Twenty eleven. Ten
2: man. years. That's crazy, he's only twenty eight. He feels like he's like thirty five. He he he's just one of those guys who's been in the league for so long, but he's he's just for whatever reason he's just so young. Like I like Aaron Gordon. I think he's been in the league for eight years, or this will be his eighth season. And he's still like twenty six. It's just crazy wow. that they these guys come to the league at eighteen. And eighteen, like, yeah. yeah uh, it's, it's actually he was just,
1: he um, this guy he was drafted when he was seventeen. Yeah, like imagine that like that's insane
0: yeah um yeah like i mean, like i said like secu demboya like when he was a like, draft i think he was like 17 or something right he was like mad mm-hmm. young i remember yeah so it's like out of france yeah it's crazy Just imagine being like first out of junior year shout out sean jacob and getting signed <laughs> to an
2: nba contract you know what i mean but um <laughs> can, can we talk about the can we talk about the blazers real quick yeah yeah because their superstar dame lillard who's been all over the news since they got eliminated from the playoffs and uh, people were speculating that he's going to request a trade, but then him coming out several times saying that he's not requesting a trade. Um, But he did, however, uh, speak his mind on the fact that he wants uh, the Blazers to make some moves to have them improve because they've been a first or second round exit every year that he's been there with him and CJ, except for the one year where they made the Western conference finals when they beat the Nuggets.
1: That's And then they got
2: swept, but then they got swept by the warriors in the conference finals anyway,
1: yeah,
2: but uh they've pretty much just been making lateral moves the last three to four years staying around the same spot and Although they do make the playoffs and they do get somewhat get some respect um for the type of team that they are, they just they 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 need to do something they need to make some kind of change that'll just change up the team. In, in some different way. Like, I don't think Dan and CJ are, are really going to work anymore to be honest. Yeah,
0: That's facts. You know? And I think the most interesting part about this entire question about the Blazers is the fact that we all know they need to make a change, but it's just like, what do they need to do? Like, you know, there was previous exactly. talk about adding like, like a, like a third power forward, I like guess Kevin love, but I mean now like Kevin Love's all banged up. So I don't he, he's the answer
2: anymore. They just really need they need something on defense, just anything.
0: Yeah, that that's definitely interesting. Yeah, that's that's very important. Like the, actually, the,
2: yeah. with the acquisitions they made, it's just like I think the only three signings they made this off season, I don't think they had any draft picks. Or they might have had one, but I don't I think it was like a second round a late second rounder. Probably but yeah, they have but they haven't had uh the only moves that they made so far were they signed Cody Zeller, which <laughs> is an upgrade over Cancer, I guess. Um, then they signed Tony, <laughs> they signed Tony Snell and Ben Mclemore to be on the wing.
0: Oh, I forgot they got Snell. Oh, yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm.
2: yeah, yeah, yeah. Which I guess are like they're like rotation players, I guess, but they're not moving the needle for you.
0: Yeah, right. That's true. It's, it's just, just it's, like
2: I, I feel like they, I feel like they have a lot of pressure on themselves to do something before Dame eventually does end up requesting a trade.
1: Yeah, hey, he's not getting any younger. He's thirty-one years old, and exactly CJ's thirty if you're gonna keep him around, but I don't know what you're gonna do if CJ is making thirty million a year, so it's not really easy to make deals and they just signed Norman Powell again. Mm-hmm. He's got fifteen million a year. You just got you got a lot of kind of sort of big contracts on this team. It's just impossible to make something work without getting rid of some of those options. And obviously you wanna keep Dame, so you know, CJ As solid as a player he is, he is a nice fit with Dame. But you know, overall they just they haven't worked together. That at this point in time, and they're not getting any younger. You just need to. You really need to make some kind of move. You can definitely get something for CJ. CJ's trade value should be at its highest right now. So you definitely figure something out around Uh, the league. I'm sure people. I agree with that. I mean, I'm sure people would. I'm sure people. People around the league are calling would call for and take CJ in a heartbeat. I mean, I think we
0: could all agree on one thing: is the fact that he made a banger of a hit song in uh, "Whoopie," which uh, charted on the Billboard 100 uh, thanks to TikTok. But yes, Aaron, proceed. Who point. CJ?
2: Did he really CJ? Yeah, Whoop-D? I had no idea.
0: Oh no, it was a joke because the song Whoop-D was a guy, this Spanish dude from New York. His name was CJ. But, oh, I didn't right, even I just, know his
2: name. I had no idea what his name was. Okay, Whatever. Sorry, anyway. I, don't, I, don't, I don't use TikTok. I'm not Aaron Joseph.
0: Oh, uh, yeah, I'm not Aaron Joseph either, but it's just, I don't know. Whatever. Okay, sorry. Nothing wrong but with it. It's actually interesting Dang. you bring up CJ, though, because um, there was actually a report that came out tonight or mm-hmm. today, that uh, the Blazers are not looking to move CJ uh, just for the sake of changing up the roster, which is interesting. Oh. I'm off the belief that they probably should move him. Um, but, I mean, that's just me because – uh, look, I mean, as as a uh, Sex Land um, Advocator of the Cleveland Cavaliers, um, an undersized backcourt is what I want to see, um, you know, succeed in the league. Um, I think our situation is kind of different just because we have a bigger front court, but um, but with the Blazers, you know what I mean. I just like they're two like really premier like perimeter options. It's just like I said earlier, it's just what do you need to do in order to climb that hump? It's just weird. It's, I mean, I, I don't know if it's a direct answer. Like yeah, like Steve said, it's like. Yeah, they made some great—or not great—they made some solid acquisitions on the wing, um, you know, to move the needle. I thought the last year trade for Robert Covington was a good trade for them. You know
2: what I mean? Like it's—it's it's just that doesn't Robert Covington an elite team defender. He's not a very good yeah. one-on-one defender. Yeah, and, exactly. And they, right. and they just don't have any other good defenders around him on the team. Yeah, exactly. It was like Nurkic was solid before his uh, his injuries these past two seasons, mm-hmm. but you can tell that he's been a lot slower on that end. Yeah, after the injuries, that's really affected him. Right. Exactly. They're, they're, that's exactly right. So
0: I don't know, man, the Blazers. Uh, shout out Shane T if you're listening. Um, look, I want to see them succeed just because, you know, Portland, I think is a cool market. Uh, I don't know. Like, I feel like they should be, you know, getting more love. But at the same time, like, they just got to climb that home. And I mean, I don't really know what they got to do. Um, but yeah, I guess that's not enough for the Blazers. Um, and I guess up next, let's talk about uh, Sean Roy. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, what do you guys want to talk about next? What team do you guys do you think we should talk about?
1: How I think you about- talk about the Heat, honestly. Yeah, okay. yeah. A, yeah. they're they as big as winners as anyone in this free agency. They added Kyle Lowry and PJ Tucker to their starting five, and that star- starting five is honestly like really solid.
0: Yeah,
1: like, on paper, like it, once you if you look at it, and once the team like forms together, it's a solid defensive group, and they're it's a really like tough and gritty team. Uh, Kyle Lowry is definitely a good addition I I don't I don't know if it's a a championship team right now but it's definitely it's definitely solid and they brought back Duncan Robinson Mm -hmm. while keep while keeping him while getting Lowry was pretty clutch so we'll just have to see how it works out but you know I, I think they're uh definitely top five team in the west I mean not the west sorry the east
2: for sure they're a top five team definitely I think uh this move definitely moved them up into that tier or maybe just below that tier behind the Bucks, um Nets, and Sixers. But I would definitely keep an eye on them. Uh, they're definitely not done because I think they, as of right now, they only have like four bench players. They signed uh, Mark Heath to come off the bench for them, and they re-signed Dwayne Dedman, who was solid for them in the playoffs at points. Uh, they still have Tyler Hero. But other than that, they brought back – Tyrone? Like, yes. But other than that, uh, they don't really have many other guys who are going to be playing in their rotation, so they got to fill out that roster there. But I would definitely be scared of this team in the playoffs. All five of those guys in the starting lineup, besides Duncan, well, besides Duncan Robinson, but all those guys try their asses off on defense. They're all really good playmakers. They all move the ball well. Uh, PJ Tucker can take on, even, even though he doesn't really contribute much on the offensive end. He, as we saw in the for the Bucks. He'll take on whoever he needs to on defense. Like we, at times, we saw him defending Durant. We saw him defending D. Book and Chris Paul. He'll do whatever he needs to do. I feel like we're going to see a lot more of uh, Jimmy and Ban as facilitators. For like, I I can't wait to watch Lowry and Ban pick and rolls. That's going to be awesome.
0: Yeah, that's true. Um, and before we move on, I guess uh, quick question for you guys, and it's I guess the answer should be more than blatant, but I'm just drip checking you all. But who gets to start, Victor Oladipo or?
2: Oh, I forgot um, they resigned Old Depot too. Yeah, <laughs> completely forgot about that. Um, Depot or Duncan Robinson? Duncan.
1: Uh, yeah, Duncan. Yeah, I mean, he—they paid him that much money. First, well, I mean, they did pay him that much money, and just you know, just to have that—that that not locked, a not knockdown shooter who's just going to demand so much attention off of a—I'm not going to say stack starting five, but. Very, very solid starting five. It's, it's going to be so beneficial. So I think Duncan's
2: the best option. 100% Duncan's going to start over Oladipo. Oladipo at this point is still a question mark coming off the injuries and him signing a basically a minimum deal to prove himself yeah. for next offseason. That um, sucks. Oladipo. Yeah. It it's, sucks how, it's, like... The fact that I forgot about him just shows how how irrelevant he's been the last two years, unfortunately, because of the injuries. Yeah.
1: He has fallen. I mean, hopefully he can get back up because he had so much potential when he was younger. But
2: the injury and he, just grew. He, he, and, and he re- and he reached that potential. He he was uh, all NBA second team, all defense. Yeah, twenty eighteen. And yeah,
1: and it just, uh, it just ruined him. But hopefully, you know, hopefully he's good, and hopefully he can, you know, show what's up. It's definitely a, it's definitely a good team to be on. He's not on a rebuilding team, mm-hmm. so.
2: And, yeah, he's round, a good and he's around guys that he's close with, like uh, Jimmy yeah. Lowry. Yeah, and he's cool they're good
1: them. mentors, good mentors to have. That's facts. Um, I mean, but
0: – I mean, yes, you bring up, obviously, the, the all-team selections that he had in 2018, but I think it's important to talk about how he's number one um, in terms of Houston Rockets shooting guards of all time, um, followed closely by Chandler Parsons. And number three, we have Kevin Porter Jr., so – um, you know, I think uh, I think he's had a success, successful career so far. Um, but but you guys are right though. Miami's gonna be very scary this 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 year. Um, just versatility. I know like that's such a thrown around term in today's NBA. Uh, but look, you got you got PJ Tucker, Bae Abayo,
2: and Jimmy Butler, who are all like them three by themselves are really just. The definition of versatile. From your front, from your front court players, you have PJ Tucker who can space the floor for you and defend his ass off. You yeah. have Jimmy and Bam in your front court who are going to facilitate for you. Guard anyone who can, and can
1: facilitate. They yeah. draw
2: fouls. They get the rim. Yep, and it's yeah, exactly. Just, yeah, it's, they they they're just so versatile. There's so many different ways they could play. It's scary, man.
0: I don't know. Like I said, when I told you all that, like I'm happy the Cavs were not, you know, in that championship contention right now. And like this, like this, like. I guess Eastern Conference, like, oh, bro, I'm telling you, it's scary. Like, seriously, I'm, I'm very excited to watch this this conference um, this year. um And hopefully it'll kind of, you know, quell that that notion that the West is always and always has been better because I feel like, you know, there has been seasons where the East has been pretty sturdy. So, again, the season, I think, will more than, you know, make up for that. So, uh, yeah, that is definitely true. Um, can't wait for Miami. Um, but, uh yeah, Miami. Well, who else? Miami, LA, Chicago, um, Golden State. Go- uh, Golden State, yes, Steve. Yes, you are correct. Um, Golden State, they got uh, big man, uh, Nemanja Bialica, the stretch big. Uh, they got back their finals MVP, Andre Gudala, Otto Porter, and yes, they signed Will Chamberlain Jr., aka Otto Porter Jr. Yes, sir. Um, <laughs> you know, I think again, those three signings were very cool. Um, a lot of people are saying that they're going to be back to finals contention. Uh, I'm not really sure if I'm really feeling that sake. Uh, like I said, I still like their core. I mean, you got Clay Thompson coming back. Uh, you got a much improved Andrew Wiggins in that starting small forward role. Um, hopefully, you know, he can keep up that production from last year and, you know, hopefully that wasn't like a fluke season or whatever. Um, and think you it got, yeah, maybe not. You know, it is the warrior system. So, I mean, it could probably be something mm-hmm. good. And um, what's his face? The second year, big man, James Wiseman will be making his, Starting, yeah, I yeah, I guess
2: he'll, he'll most likely still start.
0: Yeah, I could, yeah, I could see Luna come off the bench, but um yeah, so here's the, you know, hopefully he kind of, you know, worked out some of the kinks in his game. Um Obviously, some of the fans weren't really too pleased and, you know, in his production last year and he, like he was sort of, sort of hurt, hurting the team. Can't really blame him because he was a rookie and, you know, that big man position, I feel like it's kind of hard to play as a rookie after the point guard position, so um yeah, I mean, just overall, uh, I feel like they'll be like maybe conference finals is their ceiling, but uh, I personally don't really think the finals is where they could be. That's I, maybe, I think
2: they definitely – I think they can make the finals, but it all depends on how Clay is coming back from these injuries. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's going to play a big be- factor. He's, he, he had an Achilles injury the first year and then an ACL injury the second year, so that, that – the wear and tear from that may end up affecting him. I I hope he's still uh, as quick as he was on defense. Like that's, that's going to be the big thing because he's always going to be able to shoot. That's not going to be an issue, Yeah. but it's just the movement and the quickness on defense. That's going to be the X factor there for him coming off the injuries.
1: It is going to be cool to watch him play. I won't even lie because as an NBA fan, you that's just highlights waiting to happen. He's just one of those guys
2: that everybody loves. Like you can't hate Clay Thompson.
1: It's like what has been the last time you have really seen him play was the Raptors series,
2: mm-hmm. right? That final series. That was like, when he got hurt. Him and KD got hurt the same game.
1: So much, yeah. So much has changed since then. It's crazy. Yeah. And now you can f- you finally watch him play. Well, hopefully you see him play this year, and you know, hopefully it's at what mo at most. You know, like for the most part. His old self, because you, know, you see him and Steph play is going to be, it's going to be cool. And Draymond's there to facilitate. And obviously, there's since Clay has been hurt, they've added a three great young guys and with great potential and wise man, There's Kuminga and Moses Moody there, and they have you know Agudalla back. There's a lot of there's a lot of upside to this roster, but you know I I think I I agree with I kind of agree with both of you guys. The, uh, there's one point, like there's part of me that's saying that their ceiling is conference finals, but it, it does depend on their health and you know what the rest of the the West does because we we got to see how the Lakers are and if the Suns can are actually run that back how they did if Kawhi comes back healthy during playoff time all that factors in but yeah it's gonna be it's gonna be exciting to watch both mm-hmm. conferences.
2: Yeah, I like their acquisitions, the free agent acquisitions they made as well in uh, Porter, Bielisa, and Nigadala, because they, they kind of serve as an insurance policy for their young guys. I feel like at the beginning of the season, they're going to try to incorporate their young guys in the rotation, Kuminga, Moody, and Wiseman, see how that plays out, uh, let them learn from the, the main guys, Draymond, Clay, uh, Iggy, I guess, too. And if that doesn't work, end up working out, if they end up uh, going into a slump, they can always plug those other guys into the rotation. Who are more experienced and will know their role, and they 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 can do different things depending on their situation.
1: Now, looking at this roster, you see a lot of versatility, but yeah, I, mm-hmm. I'm still kind of salty about Iguodala though. That sucks. No, what but um,
0: do? no, it's true. But like, yeah, um, they're young, like role players in JTA and Jordan Poole and all that. It's going to mm-hmm. be interesting how they kind of you know supplement that that roster and you know what they can do off the bench.
2: For their play uh, last year, they—I feel like they definitely earned spots in the rotation. Yeah, for but sure. It's it's going to be interesting to see who gets playing time.
0: Yeah, exactly. Right, Ex- right. That's a whole. That's right. Exactly. And and again, going back to that, what you said re- earlier about the Clay Thompson thing. Um, for an offense that's so predicated about off-ball movement, um, you know, with Steph and Clay, and Clay's like the whole thing is about relocation. Um, mm-hmm. I think, um, you know, with his injuries and all that, it's going to be interesting to see how he bounces back.
2: Yeah, for sure. Just I I just really hope that it all works out for them because they're such a fun team to watch when fully healthy, and I think that they they do genuinely have a chance to go all the way if they are healthy, pick up right where they left off.
1: It's just been a while since we've seen them healthy, but yeah, that is that is probably the biggest that that is the biggest you know factor in this. But I think we should uh, get into the losers of free agency while we're still on the topic of free agency. What Steve, what do you think is the biggest – not Joe from Frank Vogel – the biggest loser of free agency?
2: Um, the top of my head, other than the Blazers who we mentioned earlier, probably the Pelicans, to be honest. They went into free agency trying to clear all this cap space, uh, moving back into the draft, giving up a future draft compensation as well. And they ended up using that cap space on Devontae Graham – Garrett Temple, and I believe they brought back Willie Hernan Gomez. I don't think they did anything else yet. I'm assuming that they're hoping they can bring back Josh Hart. For Let me a take a look real <laughs> <Take a laughs> like?
1: He's quick.
0: coming to Cleveland, baby. Uh, it's a long yeah, time bro. coming.
2: For, uh, for a franchise who's similar to Portland's situation, there, there's, there's been some speculation that Zion isn't happy with the way the team was built around him, uh, despite only being in his second year. <laughs> but nonetheless, uh, he is your corner, your franchise cornerstone. So you got to please him some way. And I don't really know if he's uh, going to be pleased with the signings they made. They the trade for Valanciunas. I guess that makes you a bit better getting off of Adams and Bledsoe. And then the Devontae Graham acquisition. He brings shooting, but he doesn't really offer much else besides that. The thing that they really struggled with last year was defense. Despite having a pretty defensive-minded coach in Van Gundy, that he still couldn't really get them to to act as a team cohesively on the defensive end, and I think that a big factor in that is their stars Ingram and Zion not really not really playing to their fullest capabilities on that end. So I feel like they definitely need to make some strides on themselves, uh, despite not having the the roster around them that really fits them. Those guys are two two guys that I can see. Carrying an offense through their shot creation and their uh, finishing around the rim, so I felt I felt like they should have tried to get more shooting, but they didn't really do that. They also got Sadaranski, I just remembered, yeah. which yeah. this also doesn't really help them that much. But yeah, yeah like,
0: I feel like Lon's the perfect point guard for that.
2: Exactly. You know? I don't understand. I don't, I just don't understand why they didn't match that. They yeah. had the restrict. They had him restricted. So what was the point in letting him go? I guess. Listen, and it's I'm, kind I'm, of like sad Yeah, I was gonna gonna say, I was gonna say, unless he didn't, unless he like told them that he didn't want to come back, but still, you could have at least like matched the offer sheet and then traded him later on down the line. Yeah, right.
0: Yeah, something like that. And like I said, it's kind of just sad to watch. I was telling Steve this other day in the car. I was like, you know, being again being Cavs fan for those who don't know, (laughs) but you know, David Griffin was our former GM, and I think he's a really good GM, or at least he was with us. But I guess right now. Um, with the Pelicans team, I mean, he's drafted really well, but as far as off-season, you know, acquisitions, it hasn't really gone smooth. Um, I guess as far as free agents go, I guess you know maybe being in New Orleans doesn't really help, unfortunately, you know. But yeah, I don't know. Um, definitely, I feel like they, yeah, they could have probably just matched Lonzo's offer sheet, and then like Steve said, maybe try to you know wait uh, until the uh, deadline and see what you could have gotten there. Um, but. Yeah, it's going to be very interesting. Maybe they'll do something with Brandon Ingram um closer to the deadline, you know, something that doesn't, you know, work out, but yeah, the Pelicans are definitely interesting to watch. Um and Aaron is to answer your question, um, I'm not really going to say that they're losers, but I thought they would be doing more. Um that's me personally, but I thought, the, I thought the Mavericks are sort of questionable, kind of low key maybe. Um, I like them getting Bullock because we I mean we all saw how how Bullock was, you know, with the Knicks last season, the knockdown shooter, perfect three mm-hmm. and D guy. Um I don't even know what
2: else they do. What do they also do? I'm tripping. They signed Sterling Brown, I know that. They brought back Holly yeah. Stein. They didn't, yeah, yeah. Yeah,
1: they brought back Boban too, didn't they? Yeah,
2: yeah they re-signed but again Tim, and Tim Hardaway. They anyway, Tim
1: Hardaway, that. yeah, he got that
0: extension too. So I mean look. Nothing um, really to help out. Yeah, the, the I I don't know what this does well, to really help.
2: I Luka out, I, I, I like Russell, the no. I like the Bullock acquisition. I think he's yeah. an upgrade over Richardson at least to to fit around Luca.
0: Yeah, a thousand times over. But, yeah, for
2: sure. I I just think that the team that they have around Luka, all those guys are really ideal to play in a lineup with him because they can move off the ball, they can defend, they can uh, shoot threes at a high clip. But I just feel like they really need another shot creator to take yeah. some of the pressure off of Luca because he's got the ball twenty four seven. When you're watching that team, mm-hmm. right. and I and the Porz, I know that the Porzingis contract doesn't really help him making thirty million for at least the next two years. I think it is. So there's not really much they can do with their roster in that case.
0: Yeah, that is true. Unfortunately, they kind of are stuck with that albatross a little bit. Um, yeah. No idea. Maybe the Lakers earn. Maybe the Lakers make move for Przingis.
2: Uh, I'm all right. (laughs) I'll pass. That that sounds like a trending NBA uh, headline.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Shout out trending NBA. If you ever watch this, I don't know how you have that many followers, but, man, what are you doing,
0: bro? (laughs) He's reporting actual news, Aaron. Stop hating. Come on,
2: man. (laughs) He is the uh, Skip Bayless Woj
0: yes he's the john yeah. Jacob
1: instagram the wish.com woge mm-hmm. shout out wish.com if you ever want to sponsor us maybe yeah you know uh mm.
0: the same people that sell ps4s for ten dollars but also sponsor a billion dollar
2: franchise in the los angeles lakers please sponsor <laughs> us thank you <laughs> can i just get my thoughts on something real quick as a sixers fan yes um, oh go ahead yes um, why is Andre Drummond on my basketball team?
0: Uh, because you don't understand <laughs>
1: basketball and uh, you don't understand the quality minutes that Andre Drummond listen, will provide for you off the bench. Listen, listen, you know, it's it's pretty crazy because Andre Drummond has and will play for all of our favorite teams. Uh, I think Christie got the best version of Andre Drummond as a Cavs fan. Because, yes, the man who all, led
0: the league in defensive plus minus and box rating and led the league in well, deflections
1: in the paint, okay, let me, and locked
0: down the paint with Leonard Jr. But thank you so me, much. Steve,
1: Steve before, I, before you get started, let me just finish my thought real quick. Well, first of all, Andre Drummond on the Cavaliers, you know, at a young team, there's really, you know, not that big of an expectation for the team to win a ring, even, let alone make the playoffs at that stage. So Andre Drummond, you know, obviously he's going to have majority of the minutes and be expected to, to just be himself. So he did, he did all right. He, I I will give you that. He did all right as a cat, as a Cleveland Cavalier. Uh, I, I think that's why you still think so highly of him. But, you know, I, I won't lie. I was, I was on paper ready for him to become a Laker. He became a Laker. We saw what happened with that. And I am glad he's off the team. And now, Steve being uh, negative on this acquisition, I don't blame him. And I will, let Steve get started on that. Let's what do you have to say about Andre Drummond, Steve?
2: Yeah. So Andre Drummond, um, Chrissy, like you were saying with the Cavs, uh, he is your typical good stats, bad team center. Um, he puts up some big numbers when nothing's expected of him, but Matt, Steve, when, we're in
0: the playoffs one during that, bro. Come on, just don't do that to the big bills.
2: Uh, okay. But, uh, as we saw in the playoffs in the pick and roll, With the Lakers, Uh, whenever he had the regard to pick and roll, he turned into Ennis Cancer and just didn't know where to go. Um, It
1: was – I I wanted to put Clorox in my eyes.
2: He hasn't added anything to his game since coming into the league, really, offensively. Um, He's still one of the worst post-up big men I've ever seen in my life. (laughs) Um, Yeah, I just don't really understand why the Sixers felt the need to sign him to play behind Embiid. I still don't understand why we haven't pursued a stretch big to back up Embiid so we could play differently when he's off the floor. Uh, we tried to experiment with some Mike Scott at center minutes last year, but those were not very good. And we had Dwight, who was solid in the minutes he played, I guess, but come playoff time, when teams go small, he can just easily get played off the floor, so it's not ideal. He And he also fouled a lot, and I feel like Drummond is – kind of a downgrade from Dwight, to be honest.
1: They could bring back Spencer Hawes, the man ahead of his time, the man ahead of his generation. Yes, please
2: stay tuned I to the future I would have episode. rather had that, to be honest. <laughs> well, Spencer
0: Hawes ahead of his time?
2: But to be more positive about the Sixers, I did like the George yang signing, 40% three-point shooter oh, for the that last was three crazy. years. Yeah, that was
1: kind of, that was kind yeah, of cool. did like, like that. that. And, we, we, I,
2: and we finally brought back Danny, so I'm cool with that.
1: Yeah. Do we want to talk about the Ben Simmons situation?
0: Uh, let's I talk about the George Hill situation first, because George Hill uh should not be on a basketball court and I'm happy the Sixers did not uh bring him back. But uh-huh. the Bucks did, so RP the Bucs. Thank you. Well, I feel like I Bucks. feel like
1: the Ben Simmons situation will take much longer. So we should save that for the next episode. But I think that definitely for right now is the biggest story in that franchise right now. So Yeah.
2: I just don't He's know what to dead. believe. I feel like the story changes every other day. It's weird. It is a mess, regardless.
0: All uh, we I'm know just... for sure about the about the Philadelphia seventy sixers is the fact that neither Joel Embiid or Dale Moorey has a, their own private tennis courts, and they for some reason had to <laughs> use draft's tennis courts, which was very weird. But um, yeah, I don't know. But I guess that shows you why it's better than simple. So.
1: Mm.
2: Yeah, uh, unfortunately. Debatable. Had a better. Debatable. Uh, uh, anyway. So one, more, one more team that I just wanted to mention real quick that yeah. I think had a pretty underrated offseason was the Wizards. Like the Warriors, uh, they have a pretty – they have 12 guys who can realistically get uh, playing time on that roster. Um, the Westbrook trade for them, I think. I think – I'm not going to say they won the trade – but I think that they got a pretty good haul out of that to yeah. to boost their depth, definitely, and build a more stable team around Beal. They acquired Dinwoody as well. They got Aaron Holiday, who I think is which is pretty underrated, who could play both guard positions off the bench. Uh, the Kispert drafting was pretty good, and as well as I, I really like KCP for that team. They haven't had a wing defender on that team in years, yeah. So like since like Otto Porter, so I think he's going to probably start at the three. I don't know. I just feel like, I feel like they have a lot more shooting around Beal, a lot more deep, a lot, well, not a lot more defense, but they definitely improved in that area. And to be honest, like, I'm sure eventually on a future episode, we're going to talk about like our uh, regular season standing predictions, I guess. But as of right now, I'd probably have the Wizards in the playoffs.
0: Oh yeah, for sure. I, I don't think that's, yeah, I don't think that's out of the equation. Um, yeah, like you said, like you, the 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 return they got for the Westbrook was great. Uh, Dinwiddie was great. Um, and don't forget, you know, they still have you know Abdiha coming off the bench. Hopefully, whoever the new coaches was, I don't really know the who, new who coach. Buston a Jr. Oh yes, yeah. yeah. So first, my bad, my bad. Of course. Uh, you know, hopefully, kind of uses Abdiha the right way off the bench. He could be like that, you know, that that playmaker off the bench, so you know Bill could sit and Dinwiddie could sit, but. Yeah, I think the the Wizards are definitely going to be interesting. Last year, you know, we kind of saw how bad they were to start the season. Um, obviously, injuries and all that didn't help, and just overall inconsistency inconsistency with the roster didn't do any favors. But again, they had a huge, you know, pu- um, late season push that you know saw them, you know, got make, make it into the uh, the play in, I believe. Right. right, and then and then they lost the Sixers in the first round. So, uh, yeah, I think their roster did get better. Um, hope Aaron, maybe your boy Kuzma could, you know, maybe I don't know not be stupid on this team and actually not. Nah, he's going to
1: have a great year. Hopefully. Maybe, yeah.
0: Cause I'm, I'm, I'm going for the wizards too. Like, cause similar to um, what's his face. What's he talking about earlier um, that we're happy for, for the fans, the bulls, the bulls. Yeah. Yeah. Similar to them. You know, we haven't really seen a good postseason run from them since what, 2015 when they lost to the Hawks. So yeah. Uh, yeah. Happy for them again. just hopefully it all works out. Hopefully everyone can stay healthy. Um, hopefully this year in general for every team, you know, injuries and COVID protocols is not really a thing. Mm-hmm. Um, cause again, last year wasn't, everything was, not. everything was such so messy last year. So hopefully this year, everyone can, you know, hit that reset button, come back healthy. And yeah. Um, I think, yeah, the Wizards are definitely important to talk about. And, um, I guess kind of rooting off of that for rooting on what that means, or kind of going off of that, the Nets, I like, talk about for like five mm-hmm. seconds, I guess, sure. um, yeah, the Nets were also kind of productive in, you know, in what they were doing. Uh they lost Jeff Green, which I thought was kind of a you know, kind of a uh kind of weird for them, but uh they did get um what's his face?
1: Patty Mills.
0: Yeah, Patty Mills, yeah, yeah, I was like well, I was thinking of the Australian guy. Uh, but Patty <laughs> Mills yeah. I think yeah, Patty Mills is gonna be very interesting for that team. We saw, you know, Kevin Durant and Patty Mills post game after that Olympic game yesterday. You know, they were celebrating and laughing, so yeah, that's a very interesting addition for sure. And um and also apparently DeAndre Jordan's on the on the trade blog. Finally. Of, yeah. I mean much to the dismay of the big three, but
2: I don't know man. You, you could really use that ten million dollars in another way to improve. Oh it
0: yeah, changed. oh yeah, for sure. Yeah. I'm just saying for the sake of how the big three people feel, like, you know what I mean? I don't know if Yeah. Yeah, I don't
2: know. They brought back Blake on a minimum which I think is a steal to be honest. Mm-hmm. Like I didn't expect him to do much when he came there after all the injuries and how he played in Detroit, but in the playoffs he was giving Giannis some trouble at times in that series defensively. Yeah. And his he got he got became a much better three-point shooter. So him as like a five, I guess. He might he might start for them at the beginning of the season next year. And I thought another underrated signing for them was uh James Johnson. I feel like he's going to yeah. Take over that Jeff Green role, I guess. He's not as mm-hmm. good of a floor spacer as Green is, but he's a he's a guy who can see some stretch five or not stretch drive, but a small ball five minutes off the bench. He's a pretty good uh, passer for his size and position, and he he plays good defense, I guess. So I think that was a pretty good pickup for them too.
1: Yeah, great point. Cam Thomas from the draft. Mm-hmm. That was a solid yeah. pickup too. Facts. Come off the bench. has someone. It's someone young on the team, someone, you know, being a spark plug off the bench. If he develops, then he he's on a great salary for them right right now, to trying to win a ring. So
2: Yeah. That's good. Looking forward to seeing him in the summer league. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. Speaking hey. of summer league. Oh,
0: wait, hold before tomorrow, we move on to that, I just wanted to move something real quick. I was wanna say something real quick about a central division team that I thought, you know, had a good offseason. The Cleveland Cavaliers. I'm just kidding. Um, the Milwaukee Bucks, I feel like, mm-hmm. uh, look, they just won the championship, but the front office is not, did not get lazy or stagnant with it. You know what I mean? Uh, like we said earlier, they did go out and, you know, reacquire George Hill. And I thought a sneaky good trade that they just did was Grayson Allen. Yeah. Um, I thought, you know what I mean? Like he's just gonna, he's just gonna add that like perfect, you know, wing, um, uh, you know, that, that, role-playing aspect to the, to them, um, you know, that, that, that overall floor spacing and defense that he brings i thought that was a really like interesting trade for them mm-hmm. um just overall i just think like so far i feel like that offseason has been pretty productive They're not lazy i like that you know what i mean a championship team should never be lazy
2: yeah i'm glad you brought that up um the bucks that's def- like i feel like the bobby porters contract re-signing him that was kind of a steal yeah the way he played in the playoffs he definitely could have gotten more elsewhere but yeah for sure you saw what how what the city meant to him and in all the uh the speech that he gave after they won the finals and the parade, how he how active he was with the city and the fans. I feel like that played a big factor in him taking less money and coming back to run it back. Mm-hmm. So that was a really good signing for them. I like like you said, the Grayson Allen trade. I feel like he's just gonna take over that Brent Forbes role after he left. Yeah. yeah. But he but he's a better shooter than Forbes is, more consistent. So I like that pickup as well. And they also got uh Rodney Hood. They brought Oh yeah, there. I
0: forgot about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah,
2: like Rodney Hood is a shell of his former self, but I guess that's a good flyer to take for a guy on the bench, mm-hmm. as well as uh, Sami Ouellet.
0: Yep. Thanks.
2: Um, and well, hopefully, yeah. and hopefully, Jeff Teague's not on the team.
0: <laughs> Look, he did have that <laughs> oh good game God. six against the Hawks. Uh,
2: a on the group project.
0: A on the group, group project.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> but uh, yeah, I mean, so I guess that's a you know quick free agency recap. You know, I'll. It was pretty you know, eventful um for a lot of teams. Um obviously I want to see the Cleveland Cavaliers do more, but you know, we'll talk about that later. But obviously there are still teams that you know can still do more. Uh, I think the Timberwolves have been kind of quiet.
2: There are still some solid free agents on the board. You still have yeah. we, don't, we don't know what's gonna happen with Larry Markin yet.
0: Yeah, Markin and Avery um, Bradley, was supposed Avery to draw draw a lot of interest from contenders apparently, but I Josh mean, Hart's
2: an interesting name. Josh so. Hart
0: to the Cleveland mm-hmm. Cavaliers, but you know, we're gonna talk about that. Um Frank Niakina apparently, i go with one hand too. Um, mm-hmm. but yeah, there's still a lot more to go. Offseason is not done yet. Um, there's, you know, still moves to be made and trades to be made. So yeah, it's going to be very interesting. We only, only, you know, finished the first week. So yeah, hopefully, you know, we get some little bit more action. Um, but yeah, so I guess let's move on to our next uh, segment here,
2: man. We uh, have like, it's the, I know the finals only ended like, what is it? Two weeks ago now. Really? Is it maybe, maybe a little bit more.
0: Yeah, think, yeah, it's got to be like mm-hmm. I don't know, like three or four weeks, right? One yeah, three, I, I've enjoyed weeks.
2: watching the uh, the the Team USA games, although I yeah. do hate that they're on so late. Yeah. But I, I'm really looking forward to the summer league this year. All the fu- all the uh, the players that are going to be um, highlighted there from the draft. And yeah, there's no a
0: marquee lot marquee of young talent. talent. Yeah, yeah. Marquee Microsoft tomorrow. We got Jalen Green versus Evan Mobley and Isaac Okoro. That's going to so, be
2: yeah. a good. That's six o'clock, right? Six yeah, o'clock, I believe so. Yeah, o'clock. yeah, yeah. Look, I'm sorry.
0: Our our summer league roster we have Isaac Cora, um, which I'm very excited for. Like I said in that other podcast, because for the last season, end of the last season, uh, we see all him taking when we when he had the ball in his hands a lot more. When DG went out and Colin went out, he was a really good point forward option. So that's going to be interesting. Evan Mobley, we all know who, what he's going to be. There was a video of practice the other day where he just brought the ball. Up, he brought the ball up with the court. Yeah, quarterback I saw that. That was so guard. cool. Yeah, and he just he just passed it to Lamar Stevens cutting so. I can't wait, man. That dude's gonna be crazy. Lamar Stevens in himself, like he's gonna be a great hustle guy for us. But um, I guess like two like important guys I want to talk about real quick um, was uh, Jalen Hands, which I thought was very interesting. Um, Jalen Hands was definitely a like, a like a highly regarded prospect coming out of high school and going into college, and um, obviously in college he didn't choose didn't do so great, and I think he went in the second round of. 2018, the mm-hmm. 2018 draft, I believe. And then he bounced around the G League for a bit and then played in Serbia. Um, but I mean, he's a top tier talent. So we've got to see what he can do. Um, but I'm excited for that. Hopefully he can show out. Um, we also got Trevon Boulier, whatever. I, I don't know how to say his last name, but. Sharpshooter. Sharpshooter. Yeah. He's a pretty nice defender as well. So he's also interesting interest to take a flyer on. And also, we signed uh, Atlanta Hawks. I mean, Atlanta Hawks. Atlanta Falcons starting quarterback Matt Ryan. Um, to our, uh, to our summer league deal. Uh, it was going to be interesting. I heard he's a shooter, so. His name is Matt Ryan? Yeah. <laughs> wow. Nadios. I don't know if we signed the quarterback or I don't know if we signed the guy who vo- voiced Edward Kenway in AC4, uh, if you know, you know. But, um, but yeah, um, I'm very excited for our roster just as a Cavs fan. And uh, tomorrow, overall, that should be a fun game. Um, But overall, just, just the crop of rookies that came in this year, you know what I mean? Just... Uh Kaminga had a pretty nice Kaminga and uh Moody, my bad, had a pretty nice debut last week with the California mm-hmm. Classics. And Davion uh, and, Mitchell too. And Davion Mitchell as well, yes, of course. Um, you know, he showed out for the Kings. So um and oh yeah, and let's talk about Omori uh you're seven.
2: The, yeah, I was about I was about to mention that too. Uh yeah. The summer league is now with the summer league, that's a really good opportunity for these young guys in both in undrafted and in the G League to really showcase their skills to NBA teams who are looking for either two-way deals or end-of-the-roster uh, rotation players. Yeah, Because uh, the Heat just recently signed Dirt 7 who was a beast in this uh, California Classic, even though uh, they're in from Miami. I don't know why they're in the California Classic. <laughs> but, uh, My he, he was dominating. He averaged like 23 and 12. Was it 26? Might have been. Uh, he was yeah, he was going crazy. crazy. That, that, yeah. that, that game against the Lakers, he was killing them. Yeah. he he can do
0: everything too which is crazy he can you know go inside Mm -hmm. he can shoot you know i mean he can rebound and
2: he he had a game-winning block in the warriors game too yeah against Kaminga, right yeah Mm
0: -hmm. yeah that dude yeah hopefully he gets he says he sees some minutes um i mean deadman might take a lot of the minutes um but i don't know
2: yeah like i was saying earlier miami still had like three or four roster spots left and they they just signed him to a two-year deal so yeah that was an opportunity for him yeah, for sure, dude. Have, have you have you guys seen the Blazers' uh, summer league roster? Um, it's like they, Moudier, th- the boy, yeah. They, ha- they have like no young guys in the team, so they're just bringing in all these like old older dudes. Stuff. It's like I saw somebody on Twitter say it's like the last chance you of uh, basketball. <laughs> the Blazers' summer league roster. They have Emmanuel Mudiay, Michael Beasley, Kenneth Fareed. Hey, Michael Beasley's on it. Yeah oh Kenneth there's, Reed. There's, yeah there was a few other guys oh too i God. forget that's so weird but it's like last chance you summer league i guess they're looking trying to scout yeah. like who they're trying to you know sign yeah i guess for for that playoff push i guess i don't know it's so weird i think the only <laughs> i think the only guy on their and t- their actual team who was on the roster was like Nasir little
0: yeah yeah right yeah i can't think of anyone else <laughs> that's hilarious actually Mm-hmm. That's so weird. I think they might uh, – yeah, Beasley was on it. That's weird. And no, Aaron, I'm not talking about Pam Beasley. Okay, so oh, calm, calm down, Aaron.
1: Shout out. Let's go. No. Uh, all my <laughs> office fans and this whoever came this far in the podcast, shout out to you.
2: And Thanks. I'm excited to watch Orlando too because their main roster is going to pretty much be their summer league team since they, they <laughs> went full rebuild. They have all these yeah. young guys, and I'm excited to see how Suggs plays – I think him and Hampton can be a good uh, two guard lineup. Um, Franz Wagner, I'm excited to see how he plays too. That's just mm. gonna, it's, it's just gonna be fun time. Facts.
0: That's what I'm saying. And, and like we were talking about it earlier, it's it's just great how like all right, we had we had the we had the finals, and then we had the draft. And now we have summer league, and then it's gonna be training camp. Then it's be preseason. It's gonna be like all back to back. I love and, that as a fan. You know what I mean? Just the fact that it's like a steady income of. Of news and stuff. Um, We're just never bored. Exactly. Right. I mean, Aaron probably is because, you know, he's an NFL fan and a part time.
2: Mm.
1: I don't even, I don't know, part time. Oh, wow. Part time's too generous, but whatever. I'm not because, you know, the season's right around the corner. I'm hyped. I'm ready. Yeah. You already know I'm Jalen so Rager ready. Revenge Season?
2: Yeah. Yeah. This is, not, this is not an NFL podcast. So, uh, shut up.
0: Uh, oh, my bad, my bad. You know, I'm going to personally got to kill myself and do better. Um, but, um, uh, um, but yeah uh just overall you know the summer has been great so far um you know we're very excited for you know what the f- the coming weeks has in store for us um but
2: yeah you know did you know that there's like sports betting for summer league too
0: oh no, for I'm not, I'm not I I'm I don't think I would say I'm surprised honestly that's so it's so weird yeah, so like you how can
2: how can you even like how does that even work
0: I, I guess I don't know. I guess you know. Also, isn't the um the format for this year's uh like summer league different? Like you get like
2: four games, and then like you mm-hmm. get like a it's tournament like or something? I think I think each team gets four four or so games. Yeah, and then the two teams with the two best records face off in the finals, rather than <sighs> there being like seeding for a tournament.
0: Yeah, I don't know how I feel about that, but um, I guess
2: it's cool because they're reducing it for since the season uh was longer extended. Yeah. But it's whatever. I'm still gonna enjoy watching the games nonetheless.
0: Yeah. Oh yeah, for sure. Don't get me wrong. Yeah, I can't cannot wait for that.
2: And preseason's not too long after that.
0: Exactly, right. So yeah, I guess yeah. I can't really
2: complain. Yeah. But there's a lot to be excited for even though the season's over. Yeah, just
0: I, look, I'm not even look, I'm not gonna lie to you. Like obviously I wanna see LeBron win his uh his fifth this year. And uh honestly the Lakers are definitely something, a team I'm going to watch. I mean, I was watching them last year and year before that because I'm a bandwagon fan. But um, <laughs> what's it called? Um, but no, the Lakers, uh, who else? Um, the, the Bulls are going to be interested to keep tabs on. Again, I think everyone's saying they're finals contenders or something, but I don't buy that, obviously. No. But it's going to be fun to watch for sure. Um, like Steve said earlier, the Hornets are definitely going to be mad curious. We'll um, see I, what happens I- in Minnesota. I Three just feel like it. in
2: both conferences, there's so many teams that made moves that people are saying are 100% playoff teams, but there's only yeah. eight playoff spots, so we got to see how that all pans out. That's facts, exactly. Um, I, I love when teams are competitive, though. Now, there's not many teams left who are like, in full rebuilds, so it's going to definitely be a pretty competitive season next year.
0: Yeah, that's facts, exactly. Um, man, what a great season we're having our hands, man. Can't wait. Again, just hoping that, you know, COVID protocols and is, is much, you know, much less frequent and injuries Don't in just general. Screw it
2: up. Yeah. Well, the NBA seems to be doing a much better job with that than the NFL.
0: <sighs> Ooh, Aaron. Ooh, T You mad, bro? Huh? Yeah, are I'm Never fuming. Mind. Fuming. Uh, you fuming, isn't it? But, um, yeah, Adam Silverman, I love you. Um. James Borrego, you look like Saddam Hussein, but you're a really good coach. Oh, didn't he just get an extension? Uh, he did extension? get an extension. Yeah.
2: yeah. That was good. Yeah. That was a good extension. He, a good he got an extension and uh, Joe did too. Oh, and Joe. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Tonight's biggest loser might have gotten a big... Punishment contestant. is to
1: coach the Lakers.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Lakers.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I mean, I think that just about covers everything we want to talk about today. And... Uh, It's not as long as other podcasts. I mean, we're doing pretty good on time, I guess, but uh, yeah, on the behalf of all podcasters, I love you. I'm just kidding, but no, um, just sign off again. I am your host, Christy. Thank you so much for joining us. If you had joined us thus far, if you're listening to Apple Podcasts, please do um, review and, you know, give us five stars. That'd be much appreciated. If you're on Spotify, please do follow us. And and I guess, like it. I don't know. Download. Yeah. Download whatever you got to do. Please run the numbers. Um, the support has been great so far, which I forgot to mention real quick. Um, after looking at the analytics, you guys have, have been doing a great job of, of listening, and um, we're so grateful for that. Um, obviously, like we're doing this for fun, um, but the fact that you guys are supporting it and actually listening it actually means a lot and kind much of appreciated. more appreciated. Yeah, it's just it's, it's, it's sure, great. Yeah. Um, so thank you guys so much for that. Um, Aaron and Steve, you guys can sign out as well. Love you guys.
2: Mwah. All right, hope everyone has a great week. And tune in next week for our next episode.
1: Thanks. And thank you for listening. We appreciate y'all. It's going to be a ride.
0: Thanks. And uh, next
1: episode, uh, Spencer Hall is ahead of his time.
0: <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> anyway, thank you so much. Though, again, guys, I uh, love you guys so much. Merry Christmas. Um, but um, yeah, personally, just got to do better and watch film.
1: So, uh, Peace. yeah, Peace.
0: love you.